Claire, I'm 39. I was born in France. I lived in many different countries, um, mostly in Spain for a very long time, and then uh, some different countries such as uh, Nepal, Central African Republic, Afghanistan. And for the last three years, I've been living in Lebanon, in Beirut, and this is where everything started. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> where are you right now? Right now I'm in Portland, the <laughs> queerest city on earth. <laughs> yeah, do you like Portland? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I think Portland likes you. <laughs> Great. So I met uh, Bo and Molly in uh, Lebanon in a festival, in a music festival, and uh, as the founders of Live It Better Than You Found It, they explained to me a lot about the what they want to do and um, the fact that they want to educate people on how to um, be happier and freer and at peace uh, with the world. And I, as soon as uh, I knew about the educational purpose of Live It Better Than You Found It, the first topic that came to my mind that I wanted to share about was orgasm because I think it's uh, something that can give people a lot of power to achieve more things to contribute to that purpose. So I came to Portland to visit where Live It Better Than You Found It was born and to visit Molly and Bo. And uh, we had the opportunity to, to tape, uh, the, is it the first one? Yeah. Yeah. The first educational video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be able to, to share my little story if it can contribute and be of help to anyone. And I'm really happy that it happens in this place also because this place is very nurturing. Nurturing. In that aspect also, because in Portland there are many barriers that I feel can be uh, knocked down in relation with sexuality and things revolving around it such as uh, gender and uh, yeah, mostly such as gender because w one thing that I really love here is to see people uh, breaking this barrier and what I see here in Portland I don't see women and men I see many human beings with playing with different appearances and having uh, different um, sexualities and it, I think it's one of the places on earth when this is more advanced so it's not by chance that it's where this uh, video is being made <laughs> Hi, my name is Claire, and uh, I would like this recording to be used for the non-profit Live It Better Than You Found It, for the good of everyone that can use it. Uh, okay, so um, uh, two years ago, when I was 37, at the time I was uh, in a relationship with someone, and we've been together for nine years. Uh, something happened one day 
uh, it was the Sunday morning and uh, I thought oh let me have a good moment in the bathroom with a sex toy that we had bought at the time with my partner it was a sex toy to be used in two but that time I thought mm, let me experiment for myself how it can feel good just for me <laughs> so I was in the bathroom I was relaxing using the device and it felt good and suddenly a big sensation came out like a big a big wave that was doing stuff. I'm like, oh, I never had that before. Like, what, what is this? But very quickly I thought, oh my god, I just had an orgasm. <laughs> and I, I never had that before. So it was a big shock in that moment because it was the first time I ever experienced something like that. And I had so many... Um, thoughts in my head following that moment so not only on that day but this event triggered so many so many things uh, i i thought first how come at 37 i did not orgasm before i thought i realized well maybe because i did not masturbate i did not masturbate when i was a teenager i even after i I had tried it a couple of times, but never like uh, found the point about it. So I did not spend more time dedicated to that activity. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like thinking, of course, if I did not masturbate, I don't know my own body. Then how can I ever discover orgasm? So I I I was thinking what that was my responsibility in that. But then also I was. I was thinking about all the partners I had, like before that that partner I was with at the time, I had maybe five or six long-term relationships since I'm 18 and with a very active sex life and even that, in that circumstance I never experienced this beautiful feeling. So I, at, at first I, I was even angry at, at my, at my partner partners thinking like how come they did not notice I was not orgasming how, they, they must know because they have been with other women how, how come they have not taken care about me but then I thought okay but how can they take care about me if I myself did not know so it was a lot of reflection trying to blame someone me or others but actually that's not very useful but that something I, I went through and um, I also realized because from that day when that happened that was the only thing I could talk about because it was such a big event so every time I was meeting friends I was opening the subject because I I wanted to know about their experience okay if this happened to me what happened to others how was their first orgasm when it happened how they discovered it were they masturbating how was their sex life so far, so I, I was opening this subject with everyone, every time I had the opportunity, my close friends. And I realized with many friends, even my best friend from high school, we never had talked about the issue before. So this was also a realization, like, even with my best friend with whom we share everything, we did not even discuss that. And I don't know her sexual life, I don't know how she had her first orgasm and she doesn't know about me and 
And this opened the door to so many discussions. And I discovered so many things about my, my friends. And I think I gave them the opportunity also to open up because not everybody had a happy history around the subject. Like I, I was not the only one who got uh, surprises or who did not experience it before. Or, so I, I was opening the door for others to to talk about this and to, to share with someone their issues. And we could even have some brainstorming together with some people like to how to, to work on that, on that. So apart from talking about it with everybody, I also did a lot of reading because I wanted to understand how come physically this has not happened before and what made it happen. And I started reading a lot of books about vaginas. Like I was always like, I, I would be at the beach with my friends and I had that book that said in enormous letters, vagina. <laughs> so it was pretty obvious that it was the topic to talk to. That was funny. But anyway, so what I discovered through the reading is that also something that played a big uh, role in, in my non-orgasmic uh, life was the fact that uh, there is something happening in the society, in our, in our world, that doesn't encourage women to become orgasmic or to have sexual pleasure or to, or to be happy sexual beings. Because uh, little girls are not encouraged to, uh, or young, like teenagers, let's say, are not encouraged to, to masturbate. Um, women are not encouraged to be free sexually, to explore their pleasure. We have all these patriarchal ideas that uh, about sex, uh, negative vision of sex. Everything, uh, all all this patriarchal system affects also our sexual life in in its heart, and. Um, and even there is some very advanced scientific research about how orgasms actually uh, is something that, that enhances power. Like when you orgasm, it creates uh, substances in your brain that would boost your creativity and your entrepreneurial spirit. So because of this, the patriarchal system had wanted to suffocate that. And had made everything for this not to happen. Like if women cannot orgasm, or orgasm less, or have less sexual pleasure, they will be more submissive, they will have less power, they will be less creative, they will uh, do less things, they will be less powerful. So there, there, there are so many things that help me understand why I was not orgasming. And, and I, I even, I wanted also to understand, okay, the society when I grew up, that I understood through reading, and also the family I grew up with. So I, I also wanted to understand um, the, about my mom's sexual life and how I, and with with what female figure I grew up to have a model of sexuality, and I, I had planned it for quite some time to have this conversation with her because it's not necessarily uh, something you usually talk with your mom and my mom is quite discreet 
she's, uh, she's at the same time open-minded, but at the same time she's quite religious. She had a very quiet life in a way. But one day I could open the topic with her and I, tell, I told her my story and I understood also her story, um, how the two story resonated um, without entering into detail about my mom's sexual life because it would be for her to talk about. But, um, so all, all those researches basically made me think that um, there, there are reasons why this has happened, it's not on, only I was feeling guilty in a way, so I, I needed to know it's not only my fault in some way, even if I have responsibility in it. So then I, I thought I need to take action. So I invested time and resources in masturbation because I think it's the way you need to, it's the way, it's the way you will better know your body and, and know how you function. Um, so yeah, I dedicated time to it. I also had access to very good resources online. You can find any kind of interesting information. Um, I also went to, a to see a therapist that would give me tips on how to better, uh, to have greater sexual pleasure and, and all of this. Yeah. So now today, things are much better. <laughs> I, I I think, and I am, but it's still I'm still exploring uh, the remaining blockages because I, I think that still till today there there are there is room for improvement <laughs> in how free I can feel uh, in bed uh, in how uh, how how it can flow better for me to reach orgasm anytime. And I realized that really m the, most of the remaining blo blockages are mental blockages um, because I, I think I, I'm still putting pressure on myself about, about this. I, I still have this voice in my head like telling me like, uh, um, you should orgasm because you should be a, f a totally free uh, person you should uh, I, I still put now pressure on myself about I have to reach orgasm and this is a negative uh, vicious cycle because the more I would put myself pressure pressure to reach it the less I would reach it and these are thoughts that come in my head uh, while I'm having sex and they are still like bothering me so I'm, I'm, I'm working on that by trying to to um, uh, verbalize those thoughts when they come with my partner or when in bed. And, uh, yeah. what else? So when you reach orgasm, you're saying that you don't have these thoughts. So you, you kind of have to do something other than having these thoughts. What is it that you're doing? I think one of the things that help a lot is to to concentrate on or to put my mind in the present moment on the physical sensations or, or on what I I feel on yeah to mostly to to try to not be in my head but to be 
in everything at the same time, but not only in my head, and to to connect with the sensations. I think that's the thing that helps the most. And every time there is a thought coming and bothering to to verbalize it, to get rid of it. Mm. And when you're masturbating, are you still using toys or using just your, your hand or can you explain a little bit more not too much detail but just okay yeah. so since my first orgasm was with a sex toy um, when I wanted to repeat the experience uh, being by myself I I at the beginning I continued using that toy because that was what worked for me but then I, I thought I wanted to also explore without because I I had a concern which was that I would be dependent on that uh, device <laughs> and what does a sex toy in terms of um, stimulation with uh, the, the, the vibration and everything is not something you can really replicate in bed with someone because uh, you cannot do that with a hand or a penis or so I, I wanted also to practice masturbation without device and I, I could, I, I could uh, be quite, uh, yeah, it was quite satisfying also. And then um, when I'm with someone in bed, it's, uh, it's still till today not so much easy, easy, not so easy. I mean, it's still, it's adding a layer of complication in my head, I think, to have another person involved in it. Um, but uh, it's also it's uh, now it's like a nice journey to explore, and I I'm enjoying the exploration that's continuing. Could you talk about how like if a partner of yours is confident and you can use the toy before so that way there's no pressure in both of you for you to come yeah yeah so i yeah i think if you if you are having sex with someone with whom there is a lot of trust and and someone who made you feel comfortable enough you can also bring whatever is needed and especially whatever you feel like bringing in bed so if i want to bring the sex toy in bed and use it and if my partner would encourage me to use it um, to to use it and have an orgasm and continue having sex after it's also it's actually helpful because it releases pressure for all the people involved in that uh, sexual relationship so mm. ah yeah I forgot to explain because something that people were, something that my friend would uh, would ask me a lot is, how come you did not realize you were not having orgasms? Like, what the heck? Like, it's quite obvious when you have it or not. Like, when you had it, you could clearly identify that's it. So, what was happening for me is like, it's not like I did not have any pleasure. I had pleasures with uh, peaks. And I thought, these peaks are orgasms. Okay, now retrospectively, I think, well, that was not a big deal, like, <laughs> it, so compared to the thing. But at the time, I, 
I felt quite satisfied actually if, if this had to be what it is it was nice so that's why I did, I, I did not uh, realize because I thought I was having orgasms but only the day I had, I had one I realized that these other sensations were nice sensations but not orgasms I forgot to explain about that. Could you explain a little bit of the difference? So when you're reaching these peaks, I want you to like explain what that felt like and then sh like explain the difference. So explain what the peak felt like, the difference, and what the orgasm feels like. Okay, so the, the, the small peaks, let's call them, that I was feeling, they were like very short in time and it was like if you do it like uh, it was like tick like that, and I could have several, one after another. So I even thought I was multi-orgasmic when I did not have orgasms at all. <laughs> Pretty ironical. But then when I now that I am having orgasms, the, it's very different because it, it, there is a clear um, way up, like a curve of sensation that is. When it's starting, it, it can be fast or slow, depending, but it's clearly like that. And then it reaches a point where it's like a kind of small explosion, not necessarily small, actually, sometimes being sometimes less big, but like an explosion. It feels like, it feel like a volcano, like something that does like that. Yeah. And, um, there are sometimes you mentioned that there are sometimes where you are on that climb to the orgasm to the explosion to the volcano yeah. that a thought can come in and what happens actually once i'm on the it's difficult to it's before before starting that yeah. climb is yeah. when thoughts can come yeah. in yeah okay um so can you explain a little bit more of that uh why are thoughts not almost like allowed to come in once you start rising, once you start going up the hill? Like, how is it that it's so easy for thoughts not to come in? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the thoughts that prevent orgasms mostly happen before the curve starts to go up. And once the curve is going up, it's like I start being worried about it happening because it actually happens. So once I feel, ah, okay, we are there, then I'm like, ah, okay. And then, and then I relax really more and my thoughts are not, I don't have worries because I know I got there. So I'm still in this uh, mindset of having an objective, I wanted to get there. And I know that this is something I have to let go because this is what creates the thoughts that would prevent me from getting there in the first place. And when you're there, when you're in that state, however long it lasts, um, can you tell me on the only things you can focus at that time? The only things, the only thoughts that are coming through your head when you're peaking, when it's like exploding? It's like there is no thought. Okay. It's yeah. like just a sensation. It's just a feeling. Yeah. Maybe the only thought is like I'm congratulating myself. <laughs> You're high-fiving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you made it. Yeah. Uh. Okay.
describe that sensation a little bit? Yeah, the, the image that works best for me is like a volcano because it's warm and it's... Yeah, it's, it's warm and it's movement and it's... Uh, how to describe it? It's very alive, like the cells are all like alive doing something beautiful together, like to get to the eruption. I think what would really help anyone who wants to have more sexual pleasure, more orgasms, is to practice. To practice by masturbating on your own uh, at the first place. Like, because you need to know what stimulation you like, you need to train yourself to let go of thoughts and to be in the present moment and to enjoy the sensations. So it's like anything, it's practice and and I think if uh, someone is up for it to talk about it with anyone that is around them because you will learn from other experiences and you will also get rid of guilt because you will feel that we are all in the same boat and you will have, have tips, you will have uh, inspiration, you will have... Uh, Sometimes it will turn you on, even like. <laughs> yeah, so masturbate and talk about it as much as you can. Yeah. You want to say hi to anybody? Hi, mom! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be on TV.